McLean Hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts, is one of the oldest mental hospitals in the United States. As was founded in 1817, when a type of care known as moral therapy was being popularized by Quakers. Their belief was that a retreat for the mentally ill should be built in a pastoral setting. And even today, the McLean campus, with its handsome brick buildings and shaded lawns, feels like an oasis. On the evening in August 2008, that I came there, in order to attend a meeting of the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, that sense of tranquility was heightened by the weather. It was one of the most gorgeous nights of the summer, and as I approached the cafeteria where the meeting was to be held, I figured that attendance that night would be sparse. It was just too nice of a night to be inside. This was a meeting for people living in the community, which meant they would have to leave their homes and apartments to come here. And given that the McLean group met five times a week, there was an afternoon session every Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday— and an evening meeting every Wednesday, I reasoned that most people attached to the group would skip this one. I was wrong. There were a hundred or so people filling the cafeteria, a scene that, in a small way, bore witness to the epidemic of disabling mental illness that has erupted in our country over the past twenty years. The Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, DBSA, was founded in 1985, known initially as the Depressive and Manic Depressive Association, with this group at McLean starting up shortly after that. And today the organization counts nearly 1,000 of its support groups nationwide. There are seven such groups in the greater Boston area alone, and most, like the group that meets at McLean, offer people a chance to get together and talk several times a week. The DBSA has grown in lockstep with the epidemic. The first hour of the meeting was given over to a talk about flotation therapy, and at first glance the audience was really not identifiable, at least not by an outsider such as myself, as a patient group. The people here ranged widely in age, the youngest in their late teens and the oldest in their sixties. And although the women outnumbered the men, this gender disparity might have been expected, given that depression affects more women than men. Most in the audience were white, which perhaps reflected the fact that Belmont is an affluent town. Perhaps the one telltale sign that the meeting was for people diagnosed with a mental illness was that a fair number were overweight. People diagnosed with bipolar disorder are often prescribed an atypical antipsychotic, such as Zyprexa, and those drugs regularly cause people to put on the pounds. After the talk ended, Steve Lappin, one of the DBSA leaders in Boston, listed the various groups that would now meet. There was one for newcomers, another for family and friends, a third for young adults, a fourth for maintaining stability, and so on, with the last of the eight choices an observers group, which Steve had organized for me. There were nine in our group, excluding myself, and by way of introduction— Everyone briefly spoke about how he or she had been doing lately. I've been having a hard time, was a common refrain, and told of his or her specific diagnosis. The man to my right was a former executive who had lost his job because of his recurring depression. And as we went around the room, such life stories spilled out. A younger woman told of a troubled marriage to a Chinese man who, because of his culture, didn't like to talk about mental illness.
Next to her, a former prosecuting attorney spoke of how he'd lost his wife two years ago, and since then, I don't feel like I know who I am. A woman who was an adjunct professor at an area college told of how difficult her work was at the moment. And finally, a nurse who had been recently hospitalized at McLean for depression explained what drove her to that dark place. She had the stress of caring for an ailing father, the stress of a job, and years of living with an abusive husband. The one lighter moment in this round of introductions came from the oldest member of the group. He had been doing pretty well lately, and his explanation for his relative happiness was one that Seinfeld's George Costanza would have appreciated. Usually, the summer is a hard time for me because everybody seems so happy. But with all the rain we've been having, that hasn't been so much the case this summer, he said. Over the course of the next hour, the talk jumped from topic to topic. There was a discussion of the stigma that the mentally ill face in our society, particularly in the workplace, and talk, too, of how family and friends, after a time, lose their empathy. This was clearly why many in the group had come. They found the shared understanding to be helpful. The issue of medication came up, and on this topic, opinions and experiences varied widely.